0: Uh, Last week here in Thailand, there was a devastating um, event that happened in the north, northern parts of Thailand where there was a um, very, very sad story of a school, um, I guess the word is massacre, where um, I'm not really going to go into too much details because it's really, really sad. um, But I do just want to say like condolences, um, you know, to all those and, you know, whatever, whatever you believe in, um, you know. I send my thoughts, prayers, love, spirituality, all those things towards all those families. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to give the space to just say something, you know, towards that. It's 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 a sad thing. We don't always want to talk about sad things, but it's also a real thing, um, you know. So I just wanted to take the time to say that. yeah yeah. (laughs) hello 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 welcome back welcome back to episode six of the big vibe of course of course just so you (laughs) know when you see us dancing in the beginning we don't have any music we're just kind of anticipating Mm, it's just kind of anticipate yeah you
1: know you know man if you know you know integrated with (laughs) the the big vibe the vibe is
0: within us we are the vibe we are the vibe 100 (laughs) percent. if you're watching you'll notice that um it is just the two of us again today um big shout out to our wives that joined us for the previous episode it was a lot of fun i think uh they enjoyed it we enjoyed it hopefully you enjoyed it um yes yeah, that was a great, great episode. So you can expect um, more guests uh, coming up in the future. I think we've we've got a few lined up um, already, based on current events and things that are happening, just to have those kinds of conversations with people um, as we go along. But hopefully, Tev and I are good enough for you. Um, I, I would I would think so because I think so. <laughs> <laughs> prior to prior to last week, you didn't even know that there were other people coming, kind of. So we're good enough for you so welcome back good to see you
1: yes yes nice
0: to have everyone here Um, exactly just so so you know everybody sorry Tev. yeah
1: no just to say uh thanks again everyone that has listened in previous episodes shout out to the parents um i got some feedback from our parents and they're loving the show uh they found it very interesting and do they have uh, actually they are no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. bias can be a wonderful thing, but <laughs> And um, a-, a shout out to you specifically from uh, my father in you law. Know, he says he is extremely happy at what we're doing and um, extra bo- bonus points to you because you're a gunner and sitting pretty top of the league. He, he can't uh, be happier.
0: So. Lovely. Lovely. You, <laughs> appreciate that I appreciate that one uh, that was unplanned just so you know I didn't know I was gonna get some flowers so I'm thank you for that you one. see you. yeah that was a good it's one a movement <laughs> yeah so um just before we kick off with the show I'd just like to explain that uh, we are starting a new sort of format um from this week onwards so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be releasing the episode in kind of four four sections um the first one will be the full main episode so if you have between We aiming 45 minutes to an hour. If you have that kind of time and you feel like listening to us for that duration, then cool. You listen to the full episode. Other than that, we're going to be dividing it into the sections around the world, getting athletic and more often than not matters of the heart and um, what's good in your hood normally become kind of one. Um, So we're going to try and do it like that. So feel free to, you know, listen to what you want to listen to. Um instead of trying to I know some people it feels like an hour. I love an hour. That works for me as a podcast mm-hmm. listener, but not everybody wants that. Not everybody wants to listen to us for a full ongoing hour, especially because you know they feel like they want to join in the conversation, but it's awkward and now they're just listening and they don't even have time to digest what we're saying. So listen to it as you feel. That will be yeah, the new format exactly. from this week.
1: I think that's a good takeaway from it. You guys spoke. We've listened. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of you saying, ah, oh, I wish it was a bit shorter or could I get a bit more on this section? I really loved hearing news around the world or the focus on sports. So, yeah or this section is like,
0: maybe not my vibe so much yeah that's chilled you know it is also yeah. you know we like to listen to what people have to say but at the same time it is also our show so we are also going to talk about what we want to talk about <laughs> uh sorry if that came you. across a little bit harsh but <laughs> <you>. <laughs> i just needed to say it i just needed to say
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah like you say i mean it is our show and you guys you guys are these you guys are brasa uh, friends friends for those of friends. you that don't know back in south africa brasa our mental mm-hmm. people We friends yeah, yeah. you're on episode six now as we've come to know you guys are friends you're part of our community
0: yep and we love engaging sure.
1: with you and as dana said we've broken it up into easy bite-sized portions uh, for mm-hmm. you guys to enjoy and as such we will jump into the very first one that we call around the world mm-hmm around the world news from around the world um i think we've seen this as an ongoing i don't want to call it a trend but we've seen it happen numerous times um Mm -hmm. for years now and it's it's a sad reality that we see now which is the presence of the online keyboard racist warriors the anti-semitic
0: yeah, anti Semites, yeah, anti Semitic yeah, you know, anti-Semites? people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and
1: all round Bigotry, just, um, that kind of yeah,
0: like. um that we'll be seeing
1: online and it's it's really sad to see. Um we've mm-hmm. noted the um backlash that the Brentford striker Ivan Tony um received this last week, um after mm-hmm. their triumph in the Premier League and as a bold move, I, I do credit Ivan Tony for calling yeah. out these trolls. Um, he's, what he has done, uh, we've seen on social media is that he's actually highlighted these people's names, their profiles, he's mm. published that on his page, you know, named and shamed. And, uh, yeah. it's one step in the right direction. Uh, yeah. but I, I think that, you know, all the responsibility you shouldn't have to sit with the victim. We need a yeah, lot exactly. more interaction. We need a lot more help and action from these companies. We need social media outlets to come to the party. I mean, yep. um, it's so crazy to think that racist, um, discriminatory comments are allowed and seem to pass through these um, so-called filters that these social media platforms have up. Yeah. Um, and yet I'll take YouTube as an example where any kind of copyright infringement that appears yeah. is taken down swiftly. Quick, fast. I mean, so fast, yeah. and it's done. Yeah. Your videos yeah. no longer available. You no negotiations.
0: It. That's it. Exactly. It's, over.
1: it's almost an act now. Ask questions later. So why is it that we can't have that same approach to protection and, yeah, essentially online bullying that we see so much of yeah. um, on, on all these different, different Twitter, scales, Facebook, Instagram? Where are the leaders, where are the personnel that are here to act? Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that's something that I'd like to see a lot more of. Um, yeah. and then I th- think the next question would be once we've identified these perpetrators, what is the, the right course of action to take? How mm. can we successfully punish and to an extent educate people? I yeah. think, there may be an element of um, ignorance to ignorance, it.
0: Ignorance, yeah, I was going to say. But yeah.
1: That can only be stretched so far. So, what are mm. the measures that you think we should put in play in order to yeah. combat a situation like this? Yeah. That's my first question for you.
0: Yeah, so. I actually didn't think about the copyright thing as you mentioned it. Now that's a really, really valid point. Um, it's crazy, man. Like how quickly. I mean, we haven't been copyrighted for anything as yet because we OG like that. But I've I've seen it's quick, fast, man, and it's crazy how when it comes to money or capitalism, how you know, like how quickly that can yeah. be protected. You know how quickly something can be done. And without with technology at the point that it's at, I find it difficult to believe that there's no filter kind of. Uh, I don't know whatever you want to call it um you know system that that's in place i mean i guess the one thing that that one needs to bear in mind is like um it's a little bit more copyright is a little bit more straightforward in that if i use something that doesn't belong to me it's pretty obvious right it's pretty easy to uh how would you say like filter or to determine whether something is copyrighted or not on the other hand sometimes and I, this might sound like a soft excuse, but it, I think perception comes into play as well, um, okay. because I know you obviously have reporting buttons and etc. where you can report specific uh, tweets, posts um, on all these platforms, um, and then it says this will, we will take this under consideration, or this will be reviewed. Right? Yes. Um, sometimes it's extremely blatant that it's bigotry, racism, sexism, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes it's subtle. So I guess the one argument would be like, okay, but how do you navigate? Like at what point, where do you draw the line, right? And this also brings into spe- into play the age-old speech. argument is free speech, right? So yeah. how, how limited can this be or how limited should it be, right? Um, and so the, I think that's the kind of – tricky semantic part, but I, I refuse to believe that there's nothing that we can come up with, with the stuff that we come up with in terms of monetizing things. I refuse to believe that there is nothing that can be done. Right. I, I, I firmly refuse to believe that. Um, hundred
1: percent. And in the world of AI, when you're having technology that's able to, wow, I can write a full on copy by giving it one word. And from that one yeah. word, it's able to research in itself, mm. Like create more art there's a that complete AI i make yeah. yeah, platform and give me results from that yes so it's able yes. to have technology act in that fashion how is that can't use even elements of that into yeah cracking and down i'm also things
0: finding like i'm also finding that these big companies are not really answering the questions like that you and i are asking right now right um so mr mark i know you're listening right now so answer our questions fam um, we'll put an Instagram question for you in specific, no, I'm just joking, <laughs> but honestly, I'm finding that there's a lack of answers. So even in the Ivan Tony case, yeah. meta has said that they are unable to follow, do anything more than block this person's account because of some semantic along the lines of, um, they can't take action because if I'm not mistaken, the correct channels of reporting were not followed. Or something like that so it's kind of like but it just seems so weak like that just i don't know but then also like what do you do right so you ask like about punishment like um i agree ignorance especially um it's definitely present um but then what do you do you send someone on like a this is racist course you know like how do you kind of like what what is the solution um Uh, yeah it's tricky in that sense
1: there needs to be maybe people don't see the Hmm. the end product or the consequences of action and and words. So maybe by tweeting um, these uh, racist tweets, thoughts, whatever it is, online, I as the perpetrator, I'm now <laughs> in the in the <laughs> in the shoes or in the, the fingers of a perpetrator would think, cool, that's it. I've put it out in the world banter. Cool. I could get a few likes on this in
0: Yeah.
1: end of story. Yeah. And I yeah. don't see the impact that this might have. I think maybe introduce some case studies, um, having accounts of victims that explain the kind of the plight that they're in and yeah. the emotional headspace
0: Yeah. that they yeah. are,
1: um, currently in as a, as a result of comments like this and
0: just yeah sorry yeah what about something like you know like how now you have to register like in south africa you had to rica remember you had to yeah you had to register i know with online betting sites you also have to give some form of identification in order to draw your finances or something like that how would you feel if you made a twitter account that you would have to attach it okay but now this also brings the, the pop popeye act into it and also then it's also data protection so i guess it does it start again gets tricky but what about something like that like more accountability you can't just go make a ghost email account and just make a what about something like that or is that too drastic? yeah
1: no I, i'd definitely say that's a, a brilliant idea to um attach a physical person to an online um persona so they famous, can answer you want to call it's it. quite exactly. easy to, so there to is have to on level of accountability there. so if i know that tyler four five six seven eight nine at whatever is responsible for tyler i yeah. know point of call cool once i've undergone this review stage so once yes i've reported you the authorities from the various social platforms then match that to your personal account and, yeah. you know, action is taken from there. I think yeah. once you remove the facelessness of mm. um, an online alias or profile, that's when the when you... more accountability to people's yeah. actions. Yeah. And when you're faced with this yeah. person. Um, yeah. So if I, I'd imagine like an, it might sound silly as an idea, but you know, you have AA you yeah. have a group, you go into a meeting, you're sitting with um, people who are facing a a struggle.
0: Yeah. So
1: for the people that literally cannot comprehend their actions, you have yes. almost like a community service type um, program where you're yes. sitting with fellow online perpetrators, racists, um, bigots, whoever it may be in a room on an online meeting, whatever it is. And you listen to accounts of action consequence. I put both on the table. It's no longer just cool. I did. I sent out a tweet. I wanted to be funny. And that's the end of the story. I now understand how far on my actions, um, kind of ripple, the ripple effect of my actions. So I see. Yeah. Okay. Once I had called Ivan Tony.
0: The things that I did, whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know what, yeah, what that that meant for him, what that's Mm. growing to the kind of headspace he's in, and I need to take accountability for my actions.
0: Yeah. And you have to do
1: do X amount of time, say you have to do three months worth of this course in order to understand them. At the end of this course, you need to present a... Case as to how you've learned from this experience, what you've learned, yeah. how you're going to implement it, and what your takeaways. And almost have a almost a buddy system. So you then become the next sponsor for someone else that's been yeah. convicted or put, prosecuted for yeah. a similar crime. Or,
0: yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, everything we're kind of talking about almost sounds quite idealistic in a sense because it it actually. I mean, I guess that's why we're talking about it right it's very it's quite complicated uh we wish it didn't exist, but it does um it's it's quite complicated to to try and come up with a solution and we're certainly not gonna do it in in twenty minutes of a, of episode six of the big vibe but um I think you know like the important thing is like it's leading it's, it's obviously causing a lot of problems. And I'd say one of them, even like, so Ivan, Tony um, posted a screenshot of his, these direct messages from this person. He posted it on Twitter. And as a result, a lot of people then jumped up firstly in support, like, Oh, well up to you, Ivan, etc etc. Then a lot of people also obviously hopped into that guy's DMS and then yeah. started in, you know, like also then returning, returning, uh, abuse one way or another. And it kind of, the danger of it is that you're starting to to lead towards like this kind of mob justice um, kind of thing. But let's be honest, mob justice wouldn't exist if there was, if there was um, the proper channels of,
1: of policing of,
0: these yes, mob yeah, justice only exists because people feel underrepresented or, or unable or they're feeling unanswered, um, yeah. you know? So again, it's a very, very tricky conversation. How do you toe the line between, you know, then protecting your data, because I don't know if I necessarily want to be giving my ID, especially after you watch uh, things on Netflix, like the great hack, where you see how our data has been exploited. Um, yes, I click, I've read all the terms and conditions, which no one really actually reads, but mm-hmm. you, we know our data is being, um, you know, exploited. It's the, there's the great hack. And then the other one is the, the social dilemma. You yeah. actually really see what's happening with our data. So, you know, that's the counter argument to having to, rika fika whatever you call it or having to register attach yourself to a profile mm-hmm. so yeah. you know it, it is a difficult uh, thing to manage but i think i think and i often say this i think the fact that these conversations exist on platforms like this to however many people listen to us um whether it's one 100 1000 not yet maybe one day but you know the more people that are having these conversations the more we bring this to the forefront and the more change can happen
1: that's what you we know? ultimately want man and it starts but be the change you want to see in the world as mm. a small act that can make a, a world of difference because we know yeah. um i think everybody would be um if they could be honest with themselves they'd know a few people in their circle that i have some questionable remarks about things yeah questionable yeah. opinions and it's their responsibility to toe the line there
0: call yeah, them to yeah.
1: um, call them out on it so, you know, yeah. Tyler I I don't like
0: um, I don't know about that yeah <laughs>
1: it, it's I think because we can we can put all the responsibility in the hands of authorities but yeah I think it, it we also have to look at ourselves um, as individuals yeah. as communities as social groups. And yes, do start something. So that small act, or the, yeah. the small um, idea, I think yeah. could, um, yeah, go, go a long side. way in kind of trying to
0: remedy the situation, at least yeah, assist- to change whatever you want to say. You know, yeah,
1: just implement some kind of change. Yeah, but no, for sure. Let's. Keep an eye out on this, see what is done um and how much is done. Because yeah. There needs to be some indication of change. It needs to be a taking real, the knee. Yeah. Taking
0: the knee at the beginning of a football match is no longer cutting it. It's just yeah. a bit of a what more? what more. A bit of a gimmick almost it turned into no room for racism on the armbands. Like all that stuff is cute, you know, and it was a cool initiative. But actually, we need to us tangible now, like yeah, yeah, we need tangible action, you know, that's, like for that's sure. Essentially what we
1: we're hoping for. But I think that that's a great point to put a pin in it. Um yep. yeah, let us know on the the various channels what you guys think. Yep. How can we try and combat this? Is it our responsibility? Should all the responsibility be in the hands of the platform owners? Mm-hmm. Um punishment. What do you think is fair punishment for online um abuse? Yeah. And, yeah. And
0: if you, if you're going to be hopping out now at the end of the section, please remember, do all the things, you know, like it, comment, share, subscribe. Um, but really we do, we are interested to hear what people think. Uh, like Tev said, the, what do you think about punishments? What do you think? Whose responsibility is it? Um, you know, like it, it, these are the questions, these are the conversations, you know, that's why we are having them. Exactly. So I think that's a good place to now wrap up and move into section two which we will be calling Getting Athletic. So, as you can see, if you are watching on the platform behind me over there, Ooh. NBA starting this week. We got Jokic, Davies, and Giannis. Those are the only three I decided to put up today. Um, but NBA starting this week. Now, I know Tev and I are generally football-centric people, um, we trying to diversify ourselves, you know, we trying to, yes. we trying to make sure that we stay relevant, stay woke. Um, oh, I can't believe I just used that phrase. Um, <laughs> anyway, so maybe we can edit that up. anyway. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit just about the NBA. Um, obviously, uh, for returning listeners, you know, that we generally go a little bit deeper than just a recap of what's happening, um, which we will be doing. But first and foremost, I just wanted to say, um, that the, tournament is, or the NBA league is due to start on the 19th of October. There's some really, really exciting matches, uh, in the first week, um, that have been, will have been played by the time we, uh, release this episode. So the first one being the Celtics and the 76ers, um, 76ers have a new looking outfit. Obviously we know Joel Embiid, uh, he's been, he's been something, um, he's really been pretty good. The Celtics, they were run up last year they've got a quite a young a young exciting roster um going into the season so that's a great one and then on the west coast we've got the lakers playing the warriors um which for me is a yeah that's a highlight game for me um because i I don't really know if i have a team um maybe i'll start by asking you Tev, do you support anyone specific in the nba
1: I need to become a lot more invested in the NBA. I've kind of followed players more so than okay. I teams. Um, yeah. Obviously, everyone would, notable teams would be the Chicago Bulls from the MJ days. Everyone knows yeah. that. to you know, the LA Lakers from Kobe's time, and obviously now LeBron. Yeah. Part of that roster. It's always like the star-studded team. So I think yeah. I would gravitate towards. <laughs> something As like, a City fan. Colors. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Where's the money at? <laughs> um, um, yeah, I would, I would have even given um, a go with uh, the Nets. You know, they've oh, also okay. had star-studded teams, but there's it's so much that movement in the NBA as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for the purposes of this conversation, let's mm-hmm. say I am backing... King LeBron. So I'll be a Lakers fan.
0: A Lakers fan. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think I think the challenges with NBA is um firstly if you don't live in America that okay, the time difference works well for me in Thailand. I can actually watch Mm -hmm. the games in the morning. It works out quite well. Like Saturday morning you wake up, what you doing, fam? Nothing. Just watching some NBA. That's quite nice. Um, but so the timing is one thing, and then the second thing is you touched on it, there's this movement with players. Makes it quite difficult to gain loyalty as someone who doesn't live in America. So, more often than not, people will either support the team that they went to. Let's say they went to college in that state; they'll support mm-hmm. that team. Or okay. if they grew up there, they will support that team. Or if they, let's say, even their parents come from, let's say, Sacramento, but then they move to Boston, but the dad or the mom is a big fan Those of the Kings. Sacramento Kings, and okay. then that gets passed on to the kids. You know, so you you get that the tribalism in terms of location. I yes. find when I speak to Americans, and it's difficult to associate to that as a non-American. Obviously, mm. we don't have association towards uh, states. You know, like I kind of like the Lakers as well. I like LeBron. I spent a very, very a little little bit of time in LA. Stay, I went to Staples Center. I didn't watch a game, but I went there. So I kind of have that association to it, but I have <laughs> zero loyalty. Okay, I buy these. (laughs) I buy these. My loyalty lies with Arsenal, but when it comes to NBA, I just buy sick-looking jerseys that have Mm. players that I like. Okay,
1: and a rundown of those players?
0: Well, you can see the three behind me. Uh, Davis a bit injury-prone. Giannis, oh my goodness, the Greek freak, he's awesome to watch. Um, Antetokounmpo, he's really, I think he's my favorite player to watch. Jokic, beautiful to watch. Ja Morant... Uh, Luca Doncic, it's kind of like the the normal household names, um, okay. you know that that and you know like a few silent players. Um, I have a very I have a friend here, yeah, a close friend who's a supporter of the Celtics, and he's very knowledgeable about basketball. So when I talk to him, obviously his biases rub off on me. So I like the <laughs> yeah. Celtics a lot. Uh, Tatum, Brown, um, that whole team. Robert Williams, who's a not everybody knows him, but he's one of their centers. He's really cool to watch. Um, so I I think for me that's where I where I land on the NBA. But I thought what could yeah. be nice for us to chat a little bit about was um, is Draymond Green. Um, not sure if you saw the video or just a little bit about what happened there. Um, but basically, Draymond Green is what we consider a veteran or an older player. Jordan mm-hmm. Poole being one of the younger kind of up and coming players, not new new, but maybe fourth season in the NBA, so still a bit of a youngster, um, and. There's no audio in the video I saw or if there, there is audio, it's a bit unclear and it looks like Jordan Poole says something to Draymond Green and then he goes and he punches him and then follows up. I think he actually kind of UFC style wants to like climb over him and like really get into it and people have to like kind of pull him apart, um, you know, and it was kind of controversial in the sense of some people thought he was going to be kicked off the, the Warriors uh, roster. Yeah, some people were saying, "Oh, LeBron's going to bring him to Lakers because actually LeBron builds his own rosters," they say. But a lot of people thought he was going to be going to the Lakers, okay. so you know that was um quite something. And there's speculation that uh, Draymond Green's contract situation is running out, and that he was he's jealous of Jordan Poole. But I think that's just sensationalism. But this kind of leads into I wanted to talk to you like a little bit about we've spoken about this in the past. You know the kind of role of um these, uh, like the sportsmen, et cetera. And, um, what I wanted to ask you is they would start the season off, um, with a ring ceremony, obviously. Right. Like, right. cause they won, they won last year. Yeah. Now, obviously this is going to be kind of at the center of it. Everyone's kind of going to be talking about it. Um, you know, so in a case like this, you know, how do you think it should be handled? Like if you were the general manager, Let's put you in a position of power. Oof. How do you handle some I mean, I know we don't have a context of the whole thing of like what happened in what led to this, but how do you deal with this? You tell. I
1: think the, the generally, and I think I've seen it a few times in football as an example, where if there's some con- controversy around surrounding, surrounding a player, so be it that they were um, keen for a move out, it was the end of the transfer window, we thought it was almost a done deal and it never happened. Yes. You think that that has, um, it plays on the mind of the player. And yeah. moving into the first game of the season, which is very important, you want to start off on the best possible foot. Yeah. I, ideal measure, I think, is people uh, to put that player aside in a way. So okay. either bench them or you leave them out just for that specific game there. So the players that were in contention um, with this matter, so being Jordan Poole and Tremont Green in this instance, have them just be taken out of the media limelight. Although to an extent- the
0: ring, not the, not the
1: ring ceremony. Not the ring ceremony. Just the game. The, just the, the game. actual game. So okay. have them be a part of the team um, dynamic when it comes yeah. to the ring ceremony. I mean, they earn their places for that. Yeah. So props should be given to them. They should be a part of that. In terms of the game, when I'm taking into consideration the team, dynamic, because teams, how well the team is gelling. Yeah. I need to take that into consideration for the actual game.
0: So I'd
1: probably rest both Paul and Draymond Green. Okay. um, Unless these are my... Key players yeah, for yeah. my uh, strategy to win the game. So yeah, yeah. I as the coach would would rest both players at least bench them for
0: yeah. For, well, for the game. I think what what did end up happening is he was fined, which I don't, don't know how much. I, that it was an undisclosed amount. Jordan Poole came out and he, I mean, obviously Draymond Green came out and publicly apologized. Um, what was what was interesting about his apology was that it was, it was at Jordan Poole, but he also. Um, gave a bit of an apology to the family he was like you know like how this moment is taking away from the ring ceremony mm. um which i thought you showing your maturity here yeah, if only you had shown it instead of punching the guy but and he was super angry about the video getting leaked and i was like mate if you didn't punch him there would be nothing to leak. Would be to report on that that kind of attitude always annoys me like oh man like i can't believe like this video got leaked it's like but don't give them videos to leak like why are you doing this to yourself (laughs) you're making excuses here um but Jordan Poole did also come out and he didn't say much about the event um what he did say is that we are champions we know how to be champions and we will do what we have to be to stay champions so we will play together no problem and he didn't actually talk about any personal issues so I guess we'll see I plan on watching the game so I'll see here um what they say about it. Um, and actually funny enough, now we've spoken about the Warriors. I think maybe we can spend two or three minutes talking about this on the Lakers side. Yes. LeBron James. King right, James. household name. Yes, yeah. sir. So just an interesting, uh, for our kind of neutral, just sports listeners that don't really follow LeBron James, everybody knows who he is, but I don't know if everybody knows that his intention is to play with his oldest son, um, who is Bronny. Now, if he does manage to, I think Bronny is due to start in two years. If he does manage to play with him, he will be the first person ever to be on the same roster, father and son, um, being and on the team, same roster. Please. Yeah, so that would be quite cool. Um, he is super athletic. Last season, he had a very good, albeit the Lakers didn't have a strong season, he was still showing at 36 years old that he can climb and that he's strong and et cetera. And I look forward to watching him. This. He really is some some other animal watching him play, man. It's so cool. Um, different gravy let's say um, but I wanted to ask you so there's a lot of people that talk about Bronny as a as an athlete who is talented but some say not quite a first pick kind of player but now a lot of of these teams understand that if you draft Bronny you get LeBron as a the package there. yeah the he'll go he. he'll go wherever he needs to go and yeah Arguably, as soon as you sign LeBron, you sell probably enough jerseys to make a lot of money. You start selling Decently. stadium. How many players are going to be? People are going to be going to these games to watch Bronny and LeBron play together. You make that money back, so it's not really going to cost the team much, right? Yeah. My question to you is, I guess, as I guess this is nepotism in sport to a, to an extent. Um, how do you think it should? How do you think it feels for Bronny? Do you think this is something he should use to drive himself or, or how do you think, cause he, this is his situation, right? Um, how do you think it feels for him? If you were to try and put yourself in his shoes,
1: taking what he tweeted, um, and said to reporters, I found that interesting. Uh, and I, I do give him a lot of credit for that. He said, came out saying, um, look, I'm not phased about being the first pick. I just want to play basketball and that's a yeah. really good headspace to be in. Um, Oh, actually unbelievable to think that he's just um, okay and that the family's okay with him just playing basketball, given the legacy that LeBron has built, given all this weight that we put on his shoulders for him to live up to the expectation of the James name. It's a lot to carry. Um, I I would wonder if, number one, he dreamt of basketball being his career as opposed Mm. to just being his passion and his, his hobby yeah um so that's kind of what I would first ask but for him I think it's it's great you already put in a very privileged position that you have all of these people looking to scout you looking to yeah get you on their um respective rosters so you in you're 50 meters into a 100 meter race already yeah just from the get-go so now if you're performing it's even highlighting you, it's highlighting you even more, and you can kind of mm. start to produce your own legacy. So, that's yeah. obviously first option. Second, difficult
0: one to out, yeah, uh, to overcome, but to yeah, yeah,
1: try and live up to. And but if that doesn't go well, hey man, you're still LeBron James's kids, you're playing basketball, it's yeah. something that both you and your family love. It's the joy yeah. of basketball, which I, I think is really cool. So, yeah. just to see them, even if LeBron and Bronny. Don't have a great season together, but they get the opportunity to play together. That yeah. just make I think every sports person's dream come true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And I think, um, you know, like the nice thing about this is, look, I, you could be cynical and say like, it's easy to turn around and say, oh, I don't care about when I get drafted. It's like saying like, oh, I, I don't really care about what food I eat when you have a full fridge, right? It's easy to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. But that's this—that's a cynical approach and I'm not going to take that. But what I will say is this. I think it's commendable of him to have that attitude. I've watched a few clips. I mean, not much, but I've seen something. He looks like he can ball at least like he did. Apparently the, the younger son, Bryce, apparently he's a baller they say yeah. that kid balls like they say uh Bronny's good but they say bryce is a baller he's made um, for the big time essentially yeah yeah that's what they're saying um so what i will say what's quite cool about this is like you know as a general sports fan we look at like these events that happen or usain bolt wouldn't have run as fast as he had run if somebody didn't run as fast as they did beforehand right um true sure. that as humans, we push each other to, to the next level, to the next extent. And I think this is a great example. Athletes like LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, Zlatan would like to be mentioned in this conversation, but I don't I don't think he's at the same kind of level, but athletes like that are really showing like the, what can, what you can do and like the limits you can push yourself to. And I think, if anything, that's a really cool thing to look at. Like, you know, to look at like he's working so hard for this thing, pushing his body to the limits, um, you know, and I think that's really, really awesome. And he actually said that he believes he could play with Bryce as well. He believes his be body can carry actually him. actually insane. Like the can you imagine Bryce, Bronny, LeBron? Like, yeah. that's a record that I don't think will ever be broken. Like a father yeah, and two 100%. sons on the same roster. It's,
1: it's going to be curious to see how – well he plays i think the kind of mental beast he is he'd yeah. want to try and keep up uh, yeah. with this level yeah just under this level yeah. of performance even yes. when they eventually come into the nba which would be good yeah. to see like you you'd think that a person like lebron wouldn't just come on for a quick two minutes have a free throw
0: yeah go and sit, no he's no back he down. doesn't no not nah. that
1: and um it's Actually, very interesting to see. I think he's coming up on the all-time points um, record mm, he's, of the NBA. He's clo- and I think assist is going. Well, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe not assist, um, but he's I coming think
1: it's up. Been held for oof, decades Kareem now. Kareem, right? yeah, Abdul Jabbar.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's great. got it. Yeah.
1: So yeah, the man is littered with the records. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how well his sons perform. And yeah, at at the pace of it, I'd just like to see the family dynamic yeah. playing. I mean, yeah. um, a lot of sports, you you get a lot of backing and joy seeing brothers or sisters yes. yeah. um, play on the same team. So yeah. to see the father-son dynamic would be really cool yeah. to see.
0: Yeah, no, and I think you know, season starting soon. Uh, that's a really, really cool place. We we, we wish LeBron James all the best. Um, we know he doesn't listen. I know I've thrown names of big guys that listen. LeBron doesn't listen. Not yet anyway to the big one. But um, he, we wish him all the best. And I hope he has a successful season as a LeBron fan. Um, and I think that's a really, really nice place uh, to wrap up on section two, the sports section um, over there. But, yeah, NBA season coming up. I'll keep you posted. I'll be watching it. So stay tuned. I might hop in every now and again on an episode and give my very limited scope on the NBA but uh, yeah, I guess that's that's that for me.
1: Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, the recap of the games, what went well, what you thought was a surprise. I think maybe we could see a few upsets um, in these opening fixtures. So we'll be keeping an eye on that title. We'll report back. Um, yep, gotcha. I
0: gotcha.
1: Remember, like, subscribe, comment, share, engage with us. Who do you think is going to take it? Um, the NBA this year. Who do you think is going to be the MVP? give us your predictions. We want to know it's the beginning of the season and then we'll touch base as the season goes on to see who was closest, who was right and kind of the upsets as well from the season.
0: Yep. Sounds good.
1: That moves us into our final section of our show, which we've somewhat combined, um, Mm -hmm. called Matters of the Heart. Matters of the Heart. So we have... Combine Matters of the Heart and What's Good in Your Hood. Yes, sir. Together, because it's, yeah, it's really merged together here. We've taken some time today to think about what the answers could be to the age-old question about settling and feeling settled in. So as people that have um, migrated from home, we've immigrated, we are now in foreign lands and you know it, it takes some time to feel settled it takes some time yeah. to feel integrated to feel like you belong where you've moved to and these are the yeah. the considerations that both thailand i have had to ponder on um for our respective timelines that we read in our countries and yeah. yeah i think i'd kick off by Thinking about the, a few questions that have popped up in my mind. So, number one, culture and mm-hmm. just the general social environment, yeah. of my new home. Let's call it
0: mm-hmm.
1: home for now. Um, it's it's been a big change, hundred yeah. percent. Not what I thought it was going to be. We are led down a particular route when we look at movies, films, um, after movies of events, you know, there's a lot of content out there that can give an indication of what a place is supposed to look like. Yes. And once you're actually in it, it doesn't always live up to the billing. Yeah. Um, so for me, the cultural differences has been quite an adjustment. Uh, I mentioned previously in other episodes, the, the dynamic of having been majority to now being a minority in terms of demographics yeah. that yeah. has been quite a challenge because you'd want someone that you can relate to. You want someone that you can kind of find shared experience experiences through and through that you could potentially form a bond, yeah, make a friend um, and have that be the, the start of your growing up the social hub. Um, so that's something that I'm still working with. Um, it has been really hard to integrate, really hard to understand people that aren't always willing to let you in to the social Mm -hmm. circuit. So how do I understand you if you don't, um, give room for an opportunity? That was the first consideration. Um, that also leads to integration. Um, Another obvious example was the weather and the climate. So, massively different to what it's like in South Africa, the African
0: side. And you found that very difficult.
1: I have found it um, a bit of a challenge. Okay. So far, um, I mean, we're in autumn now, and autumn back home is a light jacket. It's something like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, whereas here autumn would probably mean breaking out the K-ways, putting on the <laughs> It's real. Get the the gumboots ready yeah. because yeah. it's it's um not only cold but it's rainy and very windy. Okay. So if this is a okay. precursor to winter, I'm scared to think what winter is like.
0: Winter rains like yeah. a lot, isn't it? As <laughs> and
1: well? the, the um daylight amount of data that you get in a day. Apparently, um, sun would start setting at around three o'clock. Yeah. In the UK.
0: So Jeez, it's, it's a very
1: shortened day. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a, a big adjustment. Waking up darkness. You leave, you yeah. get to work, it's dark. You work, by the time you finish work, it's dark again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm
1: curious to see how my body adjusts to something yeah. like that. That's yeah. um, another be consideration. And then I'd also say, yeah, from my point of view, I suffer a lot with sinuses. So the changing season has been quite uh, a difficult thing to overcome. Thankfully, there are medications, there are remedies <laughs> that one can yeah. try to uh, get through. Um, so that's another um, important consideration. And, yeah, uh, familiarity, I think, that's been the biggest lesson learned for me. Okay. Um, okay. I had this, like I said, I've had this idea of what the UK would look like from yep. the accounts that people have told me. But I guess I hadn't um, taken into consideration living versus holidaying in a place are completely two different things. Yeah. So someone's experience yep. on holiday in England. And notably, everyone goes into London, obviously. Yes. When they come to the UK. Oh, it's great. There's nightlife. There's a lot to do. There's people always around. You can socialize, you can do A, B and C, which isn't always the case when you move outside of London. So once you've moved out of the tourist hubs of the country, what does that mean? What does that translate to? And yeah, that's been something I've constantly had to remind myself that Yes, you can go into London, you can have a great time, you can enjoy, watch the football, have uh, quite a diverse range of foods, meet people, whilst you're doing social activities. But yeah. once you're in your actual community, how do you integrate? How do mm. you feel settled? We're so used to, the so Africans by nature are very helpful people. We believe in the ethos of Ubuntu. Yeah. I help. You, you help the next person. We're all benefiting through the shared um, help, the shared experience here. And yes. It's been quite a battle to try and want that from local people when it's not yeah. ingrained in them. I find that through my brief interaction with some of the local people, it's like pulling water through f- rock, Yeah. You're really trying to get them to be something that they might not ordinarily be. Yeah. Being helpful, jumping at people's aids, Mm. giving, you know, just good, um, acts of.
0: Yeah. Acts of kindness or whatever. Kindness. Yeah. I I mean, I will say though, like, I think one of the biggest things that we have to remember when, when you move, um anywhere it can be within your country can be overseas i think you also have to and it's a hard lesson to learn but you have to change your expectations a little bit Mm. you know like um there's so many factors that have led to south africans um, adopting the sense of ubuntu which is it's not even like a a nationwide given wherever you go we just we are used to it it's definitely a very frequent thing um but you know you also have to understand like there's a whole different a whole different bunch of factors that have come into that come together and culminate into creating something and I think you know we as people we 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 find comfort in familiarity right Mm -hmm. we we find we find that we need that kind of familiarity and as soon as it starts to change it starts to become very difficult um for us you know and it's kind of like oh like I'm struggling because people aren't doing X, Y, and Z. And it's kind of like, yeah, but they don't, there's X amount of million people that live there and that's not part of their culture, you know? And I think it's difficult though. It is difficult to, to, to kind of go through that, you know, like for me, or for us, I found one of the biggest challenges naturally was language, you know, I mean, it's completely (laughs) different language. So yeah. And, um, you know, it's in the same token of how I can't turn around and expect people to just speak English. I don't know if we can turn around and expect people to have a certain nature either, Mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying. Like, um, and I think that's also just something to bear in mind. Um, It's kind of like living in the presence and understanding that, you know, this is the way it is. And I know it sucks. Of course, of course, it sucks a lot, but you know, that's kind of like just what I've had to learn here. You know, it's like, it is what it is, man. Like um, there's push and pull factors. There's things that are, you know, difficult. things that are easy. You know, you talk about climate, the challenges that you're going through in Thailand, the seasons are hot, very hot and raining. Those are the three <laughs> seasons that you get. Right. And obviously that took time to adjust. I've never felt so comfortable with sweat, man. Like, honestly, I'm <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, never like, like
0: it's insane. serious. It's really crazy. And when I was back home, I felt very uncomfortable when I used to sweat. Right. So it's like, yeah. Oh, like, you know, there's Sticky. like this, yeah. I don't like okay. it. Whereas, yeah, it's like, you're going to waste your time if, you, if you're going to feel uncomfortable sweating because that's just the reality. That's where you live. Yeah. And I think for me, once I started accepting and understanding that this is just the way things go, sometimes, you know, like there's a lot of things that people can complain about being here. There's a lot of things to love about being here. You know, you got to take everything with a little kind of pinch of salt. Um, you know, and I think the big question that we're kind of dealing with here is like, when do you start to feel at home? right? Or when Mm. you start to feel comfortable within that space? And it's such a tough question to answer because I just think there's so many things about it that are, there's so many angles that, that it will come at, you know, arguably you don't, there's times when you live at home, when you don't feel at home, right? There's times when scenarios change for you at home and you feel very uncomfortable, right? And it's the same thing when you move abroad, except you don't have that, um, fallback you don't have that family that you can Mm. go see you don't have that kind of support system and that's kind of where it starts getting a little bit challenging um for me i'll say i'm not so sure when it happened that i felt at home here but you know there's also a thing here i'm not sure if what it's going to be like in the uk there's a sense that you are always somewhat of a foreigner you know here um to an extent a you look completely different to the locals like completely different you you stand out um and be like getting visas and etc is quite quite challenging and it's something that we talk about quite often is like how the challenges that come to come associated with that but then on the other hand you know there's times that i I felt here more comfortable than i ever have um and now do you attribute that to yourself as an individual like i'm comfortable with who i am at this time and therefore my space feels more homely Um, You know, that's also maybe a little bit philosophical and deep to think about, but that I think all of these things kind of play a part. And I would just, my caution would be to people is like try. it's easier said than done, but try not to have an expectation based on your experiences in a country that is thousands of kilometers away with a, completely different history with a completely different climate with a completely different you know you know i would worry i would warn people like i didn't know like people said when you move it's going to be a culture shock i'm like no how why like oh you know i was like big deal i was like oh why would yeah. it be a culture shock I, i'm a man of the world i'm diverse i understand things and i got you and it was a culture shock legit <laughs> but i guess like that's kind of what i would say about it it's just you got to take it for what it is you got to be where you are um You know, you got to forge, you got to make those efforts. I've said to you before, like, you know, you say you struggle a little bit socially in terms of getting into the social groups. I believe things like Meetup. I told you about that website where you find like-minded people. I've learned that you really have to make an effort if you want things to change. I I play touch rugby. You know, that's like my thing here. I've made a lot of friends doing that. And that's because of the effort that I've made. Um, And that's kind of like what has helped me feel at home is putting in that effort going that extra mile to meet like-minded people
1: yeah no very true Uh, perspective is a a wonderful thing so open like you said open yourself up to realizing that there's so much beyond your lived experience there Mm -hmm. is a whole new world literally that you haven't seen for your entire life that you're now being privy to and it's yeah yeah, something that you like you said, it takes work. It takes effort. You have to put yourself in these positions, put yourself in these places, evaluate. Say, look, as uncomfortable as it is, I want a change. If I'm not happy yeah. with the way the things are currently, um, the current state of things, then I need to be the one that actions the change.
0: Because I can guarantee you, you're not the only person who feels this way. You're not the 100%. only person who feels isolated and alone, and that. People around you are unfriendly, so your job or your mission would be to find the people that have that same feeling, and you get together.
1: One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and in that, um, yeah, you know, sense of familiarity or that shared experience, then yeah, so much I can bloom from that. So yeah, some yeah. great advice there on what makes it feel like home. So yeah, you guys, sometimes you get a free therapy session here as well
0: (laughs) sometimes you do sometimes you do i i (laughs) the big vibes over here yeah no i think um you know that's a a, a nice kind of little piece of advice or whatever Mm. to give to people um just to you have to learn to be okay being uncomfortable um be okay to sweat you know that's what i learned here you got to be okay to sweat Emotionally, physically, you just got to be okay to be a little bit uncomfortable. And as soon as you can accept that little bit of uncomfortableness, you're able to breathe. So, um, thanks everyone. (laughs) I guess, um, yeah, no, thanks. It was a fun episode. I enjoyed, I enjoyed recording that one. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to say thanks again for giving us your ears, giving us your eyes, um, your time with us, your time, oh man, it's the one thing that is the precious commodity of this world. Uh, So thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you for all the interactions, the messages, the comments. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you guys engaging and just telling us what you think, telling us what you think about our our podcast, telling us um, some of the stories we've covered. suggestions everything suggestions it, it means a lot um and thank you for allowing us to share parts of ourselves uh, yeah if you really enjoyed last week's episode with our wives and like Tyler said we have a lot of special guests that we're going to be including in our podcasts going forward so stay tuned for that it's going to be really fun really exciting you're going to get so much insight into these respective um areas that you might not have known too much about. Um, yeah. So, stay tuned, man. And again, thanks so much for joining us. We really love this one. We will mm-hmm. certainly catch you at the next one. Um, again, reminder: like, subscribe, comment, engage. Yeah. You know. All, our Do all the networks. nice things. Yep. <laughs> We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and our website.
0: So. Yeah
1: all our links are available there we will see you guys at the next one thank you so much for joining us
0: catch you later bye bye